egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, welcome on in everybody to the SNL Network beginning a new tradition here at the network. So excited to be here for our SNL Season 48 cast draft. This is an idea that brewed out of previous drafts we have done here at the network, which were a part of our Superfan Takeover series, one of the great series that we do on the SNL Network. And we've done some really fun drafts, including drafting hosts uh, who have never appeared on Saturday Night Live. That was the previous one that we did earlier this summer. We've also drafted uh, casts. We've also drafted hosts who have hosted the show before. So there's a lot of different fun drafts we've done. And if you are a draft person, this is the place for you. Uh, welcome on in. If you have missed our previous show that we did on Monday night, we did our full season 48 preseason roundtable where I got together with some of the greatest SNL minds there is to talk about all of the major storylines heading into the new season of Saturday Night Live beginning this Saturday night with Miles Teller and Kendrick Lamar. We are so excited for that. So just a few more days to go. I know the table read pick just dropped on social media. So that's the first sign of new SNL 48 content. It's very exciting. But for tonight, we have business to attend to. And uh, I'm going to explain all the rules of our draft in just a moment. But for now, I have to introduce the competitors that we have here on the draft. And I'll start with my friend, Nicole Rovine, who is always competitive during these drafts. Nicole, how are you? Yes, amazing introduction. I'm always competitive in general, period. And then on the drafts, you know, of course, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. This one will be very interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited. And I see some faces who I particularly enjoy being competitive with. So I'm excited. TJ is really who I'm talking about. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this is the first draft we've ever done live, so I ex expect to see lots of live chaos as we get through the draft tonight. And somebody who loves chaos is Andrew Haskell. So Haskell, how are you? I'm doing good. I mean, hey, season one, we were facing cancellation here on the Superfan Takeover. Then we had these drafts. All of a sudden, we're one of the hottest shows on the network. Like, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, look at you. All, all because of you, Haskell. And look, and I love the shirt too. Going back to season one, you're wearing the old school SNL stats shirt. So uh, speaking of branding, I have some branding news, but we're going to save that for the end of the show. So we'll talk about that after the draft is done. Joining us for the second time this week on the SNL Network, it is the legendary Bill Kenny. Bill, how are you? Doing great, John. I'm I'm excited and, and honored to be here twice in a week. Uh, sure to pick uh, picks that won't work out, so... Uh, going to do that twice in a row. <laughs> Just like your Cowboys. Okay. Um, we won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving to the bottom row of the draft, and the order will be switched up. We'll explain how the order works in just a moment. It is the leader of the Superfan Takeovers. He's the host for all of those shows, which you will catch on SNL Off Weeks this coming season. It is Sammy K. Sammy, how are you? John, I'm doing great. I'm so excited uh, for tonight's draft. Uh, and I'm also very excited about my new uh, picture in the thumbnail. I finally updated that after uh, this being my third season on the network. So, you know, I'm happy to have my LinkedIn picture no longer uh, on many, many YouTube videos online. So it's very exciting for me. Very excited for you to have the beard in the picture. It's a sign of maturity, Sammy. So love it. You're a man now. Okay, over to uh, my friend Andrew Haynes, who is here. Haynes, so excited to be back with you for year number three on the podcast. How are you doing? 
thrilled to be back. So excited about SNL dropping this weekend, obviously. Loving seeing you guys on a Wednesday. Wednesdays are my special day that I take my grandfather a pineapple milkshake. And it's one of my favorite days of the week. And I love that I get to hang out with you guys afterwards. This is great. It's so wholesome. It's a wholesome day for me. All right. Why, Why pineapple? Uh, he's just pineapple. First of all, great question. Uh, pineapple is, it's just his thing. He's just always been into pineapple for his birthday. You know, he gets a pineapple cake every summer for 4th of July. We make uh, two flavors of ice cream, homemade ice cream. And one of them is always pineapple. It's just a family tradition for like 50 years or something. So we're pineapple people. Got it. Pineapple people, the Haynes people. Uh, over to uh, my man, uh, TJ Randolph, who is always here, ready to cause some chaos. TJ, how are you? Okay, causing some chaos. Okay, that's how you introduce me? What happened to the great? Don't disrespect me like that, John, but I'm b- black, blessed, and highly favored to be here. Uh, and even though I'm rocking an SNL hoodie right now, and I just bought a new SNL, I mean, a new NBC plush <laughs> um, behind me. NBC plush? I'm a... I'm a I know, I know. What's going on with me? No, I'm, NBC I'm happy to be... Plush. NBC right? Plush. Nick, shut up, Nicole. Um, like, plush, sorry, so sorry. that would be one yes. of the Plush networks needs to do that. Like Disney Plus Plush, they need to do that. Anyways, while I'm happy to be podcasting, me and NBC, we're not talking right now. I would throw something at it, but I'm not good at stunts because, because I do this podcast, I have to have Peacock for the next nine months. But, you know... Congrats to Universal for getting nine months of my money uh, so we can, you know, talk about SNL. You see, NBC, we're doing so much for you, including Uh analysts get Peacock. So, yeah, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy every bit of it, Universal. Yes. Okay. And breaking her SNL network draft virginity, it is Rebecca North. Rebecca, how are you? I'm so excited to lose my virginity tonight. (laughs) I can't wait. I was causing chaos between Nicole and Sammy at the Emmys viewing party about their host draft picks. So I'm excited to be able to cause chaos like being in the draft myself. So thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And of course, you might see that we are missing our friend Hallie, who is usually with us on the draft podcast. She was not able to join us tonight, but we will hope to have her back another time. And Rebecca is a very suitable replacement on the draft podcast. So excited to see how she will do because uh, Hallie is always a great competitor. Okay. So let's talk about the rules of the draft tonight and exactly how it is going to work here for our cast draft. It's the first time we're ever doing this. And we currently have, as we know, 17 cast members on the show. 16 cast members will be drafted. I guess we'll give the 17th to you, the chat, if you'd like to have them for the season. So we will draft 16 cast members. We're going to go. There'll be two rounds. So it'll be a snake draft. So the the person who has the first pick will also have the last pick. You can pick each cast member only once. And the way that we are determining points is basically every cast member, once they are in a sketch or a segment of the show, will receive one point for the season. It could be in any role. So you can be the person with the most lines in the sketch, or you could be the voiceover at the beginning of the sketch. But as long as you have a role in a sketch, that counts as one appearance. Appearing on Weekend Update counts as one appearance as well. So Jost and Che will get one appearance every time they're on Weekend Update. Every time somebody rolls up to the Weekend Update desk, they'll also count. Appearing in the Good Nights does not count. Okay, Appearing in the opening montage where Dara Hammond introduces you does not count either. Appearing in a still will count. So if there is a still picture that's there that appears as a part of a sketch, like let's say they get, I don't know, Mikey Day dressed in a weird costume and they cut to a still as a part of a new sketch, that counts because he has a role in that sketch. 
The other factor is if there is a host and musical guest that is performing double duty and a cast member introduces them in that segment, that will count as one appearance in that particular segment. So let's say Megan the Stallion is the host and musical guest week number three. And for example, Chloe and Heidi are introducing Megan the Stallion. They will both get one appearance for that. We are following the same rules that NBC Universal uses and Saturday Live uses to count their sketch appearances. So all the statistics will be exactly equal. The same ones that we use here for all of our stats will be the same as the show counts for theirs. And at the end of the season, everyone will have two cast members on their team. At the end of the season, we're going to count the total number of sketch appearances between those two cast members and whoever's team has the most wins the draft. Okay. Competitors. Did I explain that? Okay. Were there any questions? Got it. Perfect. Okay, the way we determine the order for our draft is the winner of the previous draft has the right to choose the order for the rest. Okay, so last time in July, 4th of July weekend, we had a draft where we picked the never hosted draft. And we had, I think it's 72 picks, including Haskell, of hosts that could potentially host Saturday Live one day who have never hosted Saturday Live. We did not get any of the first three of season 48, correct? They were not on anybody's list. So, so much for that. But basically, uh, it's a really fun show. And we have tallied the results. So I will give, just for time, I will give the top three from the previous draft. In third place was TJ. So good job, TJ. In second place was Hallie, who is not here tonight, but she won our previous draft last Christmas. And in first place was Nicole. Nicole Robine won our never hosted draft. Mm. So Nicole has all the power tonight. She can choose where we are all picking for the cast draft. I'm so proud of you, Nicole. Thank you. And by the way, Rebecca went against some of my picks when she was voting. So this feels really good. Um, and that will, uh, by the way, really, really impact my decisions here. Because I remember, I, know, I was I remember, kissing up to you by congratulating you. Yeah, you think I, you think I forgot, and I haven't. I, I know what every single one of you, what all of you thought of, of Do me. Do your worst. Do your worst. I'm not scared <laughs> you, of you. You can't put us all last. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. But if you're not first, okay, you're okay. last. Right. And it's hard. It's like, do I, in a snake draft, arguably you don't even want to put yourself first because it's kind of nice to be in the middle, but every draft we've done, I've been on an edge where I've gone just however it happened. I've gone twice, you know, well, you'll see how it works, you know, but I've gone twice in a row and then not at all for a while. Um, and I'm kind of used to that. So I think I will put myself first <laughs> after saying, Oh, there are good pros and cons, but yeah, I will, I will be first, um, which will be nice for me. Okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Sammy next to me. I'm going to put Sammy next to me. Let's go. I'm going to go TJ next. Oh. Yeah, don't take all night. Just, just let us know what you're fixing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we all Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Fine. Then I'm going to go. I'm going to go John. I'm going to go Bill right where he is. I'm going to flip the Andrews. And that's that on that. Okay. That's for last. You You know, eventually on one of these drafts, you have to break up me and Haynes, right? You guys. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So Maybe. the uh, the official order for the cast draft is Nicole first, Sammy second, TJ third. I will be drafting fourth. And on the bottom row is Bill Kenny in fifth. Haskell is sixth. Haynes is seventh. Always drafting next to each other. And then Rebecca will have the eighth and then the ninth picks. And it will go back that way. Okay. So let's go over the cast from season 48 as far as we know it. So like we said, uh, all the cast members that have departed are no longer eligible. Here is who is eligible for season 48. Michael Che, Mikey Day, Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Colin Jost, Ego Wodem, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, Bowen Yang, featuring, oh, sorry, also, I believe added to repertory players are also Andrew Dismukes and Punky Johnson. Feature players, Marcello Hernandez, J.A.J., Molly Kearney, Michael Longfellow, Sarah Sherman, and Devin Walker. So they are all eligible tonight. 16 will get picked. One will not get picked. Nicole, let's kick off the draft with the first pick. Okay, so I'm really analyzing the data, and I have spent many hours doing so on our By the Numbers shows. And, um, you know, with that said, I know data does not always tell the whole story. You know, that's what's interesting about whether we're doing By the Numbers. John is like, all right, all right, but but hear me out. So I think that, yeah, this is going to be very interesting because we're all looking at the data, but then we're also, there's there's the, the quantitative side of the historical side that we all know. And then there's the the future and the story. And that, that's something that has yet to, you know, to unveil itself. So combining those, those things, looking into everything. I am going to, for my first pick, I'm looking at this data, I'm thinking about where we're going in the future, this coming season. <laughs> I am going to do first pick, Bo and Yang. Okay. I think he's very much on the upward trajectory in sketch appearances this year. He was my all number right. one also. Interesting. I agree okay. With everything you said, Nicole. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So just for context, Bowen Yang was 10th in sketch appearances in season 47. Obviously, we've had a lot of departures, so that opens up some more room. So Bowen Yang was in 55 sketches in season 47. In season 46, Bowen Yang was at 39 sketches, so he has been on the rise. And then in season 45, which was his first season on the show, he was in 47 sketches. Okay, so we went from 47 to 39, then up to 55. So last year was his career high in sketch appearances. Would love to get some thoughts on Bowen going here at the first pick. Haskell, can I start with you? What are your thoughts on Nicole picking Bowen to go first overall? It's sound logic, right? Like Bowen Yang coming off an Emmy nomination, like definitely feels like uh, Bowen could be an anchor for the show this year. Uh, I had probably Bowen going in the top four. Here's why I stayed away from him though. And it's bet or I would have stayed away from him. It's been a weird year for departures. Bowen to me could be a dark horse for one of those people who like could leave mid season and have other projects to do. So that would be, that was what would scare me is that Bowen Yang is really popular. Um, it seems to be gaining popularity outside of SNL. And I'd be really worried that Bowen would be the type of person who we go or, or you know, we get that text from John saying, hey, uh, Bowen is off doing a project for the next three weeks. He's not going to be on the show. And that would scare me and kind of kept me from putting Bowen high on my list. For sure. That is a factor, right? You have to consider that when it comes to some of the cast members as, you know, like what other projects are they doing? Are they going to be there the whole time? Nicole, what do you think of that? 
Yeah, amazing point. And that's why, honestly, the first two people that I had thought of, again, looking at the data, were Keenan and Cecily. But I'm also thinking those to me are the two people most likely to do what you're describing of be off for six weeks, even to be off for three weeks in the fall and four weeks in the spring. Um, and I think that because there's evidence of that for both of them, um, or more so Cecily a little bit, Keenan, I think that um, really more Cecily, but I think that Keenan is is certainly heading more in that direction, especially this season. I think that he is going to be doing other things more than he has before. So I think for me, that was something that crossed my mind. But I think that Bowen is just perfectly primed in this position where he is I think he's I think this is going to be his his biggest year yet on SNL. And I feel like what you're describing, I do think that that for him maybe will be the year after that. But I feel like he's just perfectly poised to like be, you know, the star of the show this year. So I, I think I foresee him really like taking advantage of, of that. But you you that's a great point. He has so much else going on. So it could go either way. Okay. Over to Sammy for the second pick of our draft. Bowen Yang is off the board. Sammy, where are you going to head with pick number two? Yeah. So, you know, I just want to thank Nicole for making this one really easy for me because I, I had a feeling this person was going to go first overall. And I was like, all right, what's my, what's my count? Like once I was in, you know, second position here, I'm like, all right, who, who am I going to go for after this? But since you picked Bowen, I'm going to go with someone who, you know, that, we're, we're talking about data. We're talking about stats. You know, you look at the stats last year and uh, this person was in the most sketches. And this is a person who has been on the show longer than any other cast member. I'm going with Keenan for my pick. And I, I do want to go into it a little bit. I, I just feel like with the show being such a transitional year, it just feels like, you know, obviously Keenan's always going to have um, a lot of screen time, but even more so, with, you know, these first couple of shows, you know, having first-time hosts and, you know, a lot of changeover in the cast, I feel like Keenan is someone that the show will, will rely on and he doesn't have a, a sitcom that he has to leave to shoot anymore, you know, RIP Keenan the, the show, not the person. So I'm, I'm picking Keenan for, uh, for my pick. Yeah, Keenan, who just had the most incredible year, obviously, with the Walk of Fame, the hosting the Emmys, and also last season led with the amount of sketches with 81 sketches in season 47 had his 1500th sketch in season 47. So that was a big deal, obviously. And, you know, in his 20th season heading into the show, we have to imagine he was going to have a huge year on the show. So for me would have been my first pick. If I had the first pick overall, I'd like to go over to Rebecca. Would Keenan have been your first pick? If Keenan was, if you had the first pick. If I had the first pick, I was choosing Bowen, but Keenan would have been a close second just because Tried and true with so many changes going on this year. I feel like they need a staple to make it still feel like not a brand new season of SNL, like coming out of the woodworks. And we know Keenan's loved and adored by everyone. So I would not be surprised if he takes it away again next year with the most sketch appearances. Okay. Is there anyone else here who wouldn't have taken Keenan first overall? Okay, TJ, you would not have taken Keenan first overall. Why, why would you have not have? To be honest, I was going more on like based on people I like. I never thought of Keenan as leaving. Keenan is the smarter choice, but I thought Keenan would go first. I thought it was the most obvious. So I wasn't going to go with them simply for like strategy. I was like, the likelihood I get first and like get Keenan is, is just unlikely. So it didn't seem like a smart decision to, to like put the eggs in that basket or build a team around him primarily. 
Yeah, that's fair. So season 44, Keenan Thompson led SNL in sketch appearances. 45 and 46, it was Beck Bennett. And then Keenan returned to lead last year in season 47. So uh, I would have to imagine with a lot of departures, they're going to lean on Keenan as much as they ever have. So I feel like this is, uh, for football fans, this is like the Jonathan Taylor pick of just going with the chalk first overall for Sammy. So uh, a very good choice here at number two. TJ, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I had a question for you. Do you know if uh, Keenan does like a sponsorship for Icy Hot? I don't. Well, basically to like, you know, help soothe his back from carrying the show. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That, that answers that. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm going to send it right back over to you, TJ, for pick number three. Um, okay. So I was going to, I was going to go with my homegirl, my, my favorite, but I feel like based on me just now understanding the rules in this (laughs) um, versus what I kind of like did beforehand, I'm going to go with somebody that is likely to not leave the show during the season at all. You know, they'll probably maybe do a movie or a TV show or here during that, but they're likely not going to be doing a one woman show or doing Schmigadoon. I am going to go with Heidi Gardner and Heidi Gardner is <laughs> okay. So like there's a serious reason. And then there's like a silly reason. The silly reason is, with Cecily gone, who's going to be the white lady in the most of the sketches where you need a white lady? Basically, Heidi's going to do what Beck did, like kind of like play like the, the white guy role. Like if you take Cecily out in terms of sketch appearances, Heidi's kind of that like first person that you're going to pick. With Kate, 80, like them gone, she's kind of the next person that you would like pick. But the more serious reason is she has it. We almost expected from her. She is able to blend into the, well, I don't want to say blend into the background. She's able to be relied on. She's able to be at the center and to be the star. She's fully capable to like, you know, pull everyone in. She has an orbit that she has created in terms of like the fans. She's reliable. And with that utility play that we saw, especially in the last season where we didn't see, I don't know if we saw a Bailey Gizmert or, you know, a boxer's girlfriend. I don't think we saw those big Heidi Sando characters. We saw maybe, you know, some more like utility stuff. We know that she could step in to like do what like the female version of what Beck did. So to me, in terms of like who's going to be in the most sketches, simply because Cecily will be out doing projects and she was going to be my first pick. I love Cecily, but it feels like this is Heidi's chance to have the most appearances and to be working the most. I mean, it's just, it's it's right there for her. I agree. I mean, the last three seasons in a row, Heidi has had 66, 66, and 69 sketches. So she is nothing but consistent. Nice. On, yeah, nothing but consistent on the show. I think that she is definitely going to go into a lot of those roles. I do want to clarify for the audience who may have been wondering what TJ was saying with regards to Cecily uh, being out potentially. He's not referring to Cecily being off the show. She's still eligibly drafted because as of now, she's still a cast member on Saturday Live, but she is supposedly uh, doing her one-woman show throughout the month of October. So does that potentially affect her draft stock in this particular draft? I would think so. And that's why maybe uh, TJ decided not to go ahead with Heidi here. Bill, I would love to head over to you. What are your thoughts on TJ picking Heidi at the third overall pick? Oh, absolute great pick. I, I think after Keenan, Heidi would have been my second pick. And I referenced this on Monday a little bit too. Uh, I, I feel like this is really her chance. You know, we saw last year and and she had a great year overall, but especially that first half when Kate wasn't there. And I'm not saying Kate took her roles when Kate came back, but a lot went to Kate when a lot was going to Heidi in the fall. A lot was going to Ego in the fall. 
And she kind of fell into the, you know, the utility player role in the background for a lot of the sketches. Uh, I think now with, with so much female power gone, Kate and 80, obviously uh, among them uh, and Cecily out for an unknown amount of time, Heidi is definitely along with Ego, uh, going to take over the show. Yeah, and a totally underrated. I think Heidi was in the fifth most sketch appearances in the previous season, so you wouldn't necessarily thought that, but she really did transform herself as a cast member from being, you know, this player on Weekend Update, as Bill was saying, you know, these characters and all this stuff to being that utility role. So I think it is a very solid pick here from TJ at three. So just to recap, we have Bo and Yang off the board for the first overall pick to Nicole. Sammy then took Keenan and TJ took Heidi. I now have the fourth overall pick in the draft, and I've been thinking about a few different people. And I think I'm going to go with the person who... I once asked the audience, who is the person we don't talk enough about on Saturday Night Live? And they all consistently gave me this answer. I'm going to go with Mikey Day here at the fourth overall pick. Mikey, to me, is going to be in so many sketches this season. I think we're going to be talking about him a lot more in season 48 with the departures of a lot of people who were of his class, I would say, in season 47. I think in season 48, he's going to be in a ton of stuff. There's going to be Mikey, you know, Streeter-themed sketches, and we're going to see how the new players kind of fall into that. But he has to be one of the most relied upon people of this current cast. I really think that, you know, I, I know not everybody wants to see him take over the show, and I, and I don't necessarily think he will, but I think he's going to put up the numbers. I think it's going to be a very solid pick for me, and as I'm building my team with the combinations of who I might get on the, the back half of this draft, I think that, for me, uh, I really love the stats that Mikey Day puts up over here. So that is my choice for pick number four. Haynes, would love to get your thoughts on Mikey Day going at the fourth overall pick here. Well, if I was in your spot, it would be it would be between Mikey and one other person who I will not name since people people need to pick after you and before me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's already, you know, had years of being in a ton of sketches. Um, I don't see any reason with the departures and, you know, the new folks coming in that he wouldn't, you know, be used a lot this year. Obviously, he has. Uh, a lot of good range. Um, you know, he can in kind of the Heidi vein, you know, he, he can, uh, lead the sketch, but he also just plays so many great, um, he can, he plays a great straight man. He plays great side roles. So he's, he's always there elevating everyone else in the sketch. I love his facial expressions. He's great for background facial expressions. Like you cannot give him a line and just have him in the background reacting. So just that alone, is, you know, a reason to have Mikey in a sketch, even if there's not a line for him, you know? So they, we've got a great sketch written, pop Mikey in there just for a reaction um, to some of the stuff. And I think he's great for that. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a great pick. We're going to see a lot of Mikey this year. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think SNL has to be thrilled that Mikey Day is coming back to the show, given all the departures. So he was in the fourth most amount of sketches last season. Actually, in season 45, he was in the second most amount of sketches behind Beck. So I think, you know, it's interesting to think about. He's, you know, always there, always a part of every episode. So for me, I think I'm happy with my pick and who I got here at fourth overall. But Bill, we're going to head to the back half of the first round. Who are you going to pick with the fifth pick overall? Well, just like in a sports draft, this is a tough position to be in because the uh, the top four have already gone off the board and there's a lot of good people still left, but you're starting to get into the the minutiae of, of who's really going to 
bring it and get into the top five of the year. I'm going to go with the person who had the probably the best freshman season of the last 20 years on SNL, especially with the midterms coming up and the Mar-a-Lago criminal going to be heavily featured on SNL for sure. I'm going with James Austin Johnson. I think between all of his political impressions and then what we saw at the back end of the season last year with him, you know, playing the background role, playing the husband, and and we need somebody to fill in for Kyle's cuck roles. So I think James will be good for that as well. So yeah, I think James is is really going to kill it this year. So I'm going with him. Okay, we have our first featured player off the board for our draft, and it is a really strong pick here with James Austin Johnson, who obviously came out swinging in season 47. The big question will be, can he produce enough star power in season 48 in the way that he did in season 47? Can he have a, a great sophomore season or is a sophomore slump potentially coming to James Austin Johnson? Obviously, Bill feels very strongly about this. J.A.J. last year was in 51 sketches, good for 12th over overall but for a rookie that is extremely strong one of the strongest rookie years we've ever seen at Saturday Night Live so Sammy we'd love to go to you on this one what do you think about Bill's pick with JAJ here fifth overall I mean it's definitely interesting because you know someone big is still on the board who hasn't been picked yet which is Cecily Strong and obviously you know we, we know she's working on other projects and and, and whatnot but it, it is interesting to see I think the JAJ pick is great. I just do think compared to who else is left, you know, maybe I would have tried to wait to see if he were to come around, but he had a great season last year and he is someone who will fill kind of those, you know, those roles in the sketches with a family. And there's just a, you know, a, an older dad kind of part and, and, and those kind of things. And um, I know recently you mentioned on another podcast, John, that he wasn't on update um, at all last year. He was the only cast member who wasn't on update. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to dip his toe uh, into that this season. But uh, no, I think overall it's, a, it's definitely a solid pick. But compared to who's who's left, it, it is is an interesting pick for sure, Bill. I am curious, did anyone else have J.A.J. in their top five? Would any of us have picked him so high? Okay, Rebecca, you would have as well? Yeah, I feel like especially with a midterm year, it's like, the political sketches go past just the cold open and update and just with a lot. I think also he was kind of underutilized as a sketch player last year. And I think there's a need for just a strong male like sketch actor here. So I think he's going to have his time to shine this year, but he would have been my fifth pick also. Okay. I would also argue though, that you can get kind of stuck in that role though. And that would be my worry is that he becomes the impressionist and he's, always getting in his Trump makeup. So he's never in the first sketch after the monologue and that kind of, you know what I mean? Like a little bit of that Jay Farrow sort of thing where he never actually breaks out of that role. That would scare me. That is true. But I would say going back to some of the Daryl Hammond and Dana Carvey comparisons, those two cast members were in some of the, like the most sketches ever. So potentially they may use the impressionist role more knowing that they have such a strong impressionist. So uh, there are both sides to that. And I guess we're going to see how it plays out. But Haskell, let's head to you for the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, let's uh, I didn't forget that you like pointed me out on the host draft like it had to be pointed out that I was picked. Of course, I was picked. I was on everyone's board like it was going to happen. I just had to be the one. You can't make uh, yourself tonight. You know that, right? Yeah. What? Who picked you again? What? <laughs> you cannot make yourself the, tonight. 
It was one of the Andrews that picked me. I don't remember which one. His initials were AA. Um, one this so one. <laughs> when you're when you're drafting, it's crazy because you like I had two picks before mine. I picked two people, and it sucks when they both go off the board. But it's really stressful when neither of them do. So now I have to make a decision. Um, I'm gonna go with somebody uh, who I thought like took a huge jump last year. I think is becoming one of those people that the writers like to write for. And I think that Bill mentioned a hole that Kyle leaves. I think this is the person who's filling that hole. I'm going to go with another Andrew, Andrew Dismukes. Wow. Okay. So Andrew Dismukes, who is now a repertory player. Andrew takes Andrew here at the sixth overall pick. This was somebody who we were raving about in season 47, had such a strong sophomore season, was potential MVP that we were talking about a lot in terms of what he brought to the show. He came in ninth place in season 47 with 56 sketches and had some really strong nights. I see a bunch of fives across the board as far as nights at SNL. And I think that he could have a very, very strong year. Nicole, I would love to get your thoughts on Andrew Dismukes going here to Haskell at six overall. Yeah, I mean, I have been, I think that the the finale episode of his first season was when I, that was the moment for me, or it was, it was when he went on update a few episodes before that, uh, which I was that was amazing. The the I'm from Texas. Great. I'll never forget that. And then the finale. And then ever since then, the finale with the the prom sketch. Ever since then, I, I have thought that like the only, you know, the only way up, the only way is up for him. And I think he's continued to, to prove that ever since that first spring that he had. And so I, I think, yeah, he's just going to go up. I think more opportunities have become available for him. You know, speaking about that, that Kyle whole I feel like he can fail and yeah I mean I think that the show is shaking up so much that a lot of these these picks the last couple picks have been interesting because it's a lot of now we're at first we were talking about people who we we know are are you know we we, we know fill a certain role or, or have certain numbers behind them but now I feel like it's it's getting interesting because it's like people who you know, we're excited to see what more they can do on, on going up and filling as the show changes. I feel like these are the people who are going to really like, we're going to see more from them than we did before. So that's really exciting. Definitely very excited to see what Dismukes is going to be doing this season. All right. So Andrew picks Andrew and now over to our next Andrew, Andrew Haynes. Who are you going to take with the seventh overall pick? Well, I will say, I feel like I am in a blessed position right now. I really did not think that the person that I'm going to pick would still be here at this point. I feel like I'm getting a number one overall pick right now. I really do. Listen, as much as, you know, Cecily was working on Schmigadoon last year and stuff, she was still in 70 sketches last year, right? So, like, that's crazy. But, you know, she does have this uh, solo show going on this year. So we're going to take away a little bit more from her. To me, honestly, I thought I thought Haskell was going to take my pick when he talked about another, uh, uh, someone's star really rising last year. And so to me, at this point, the choice is obvious. And I really feel like this, this person could be in more sketches than anyone else. Obviously, it's Ego Odom. Um, she is amazing and she will crush it this year and i think i i might be on my way to, to winning this draft 
Okay, so Ego goes here at seventh overall. That's very interesting. I thought you were going with Cecily, so I was very confused with where that was headed. But way to throw me off. Yeah, so Ego is going here at seventh overall. Ego, who had a really, really strong season 46. That's something we we're talking about a lot going into last season. Ego was tied for fourth place overall in season 46. And last season dropped down to seventh overall. So still uh, very solid 63 sketches from Ego that we had last year. TJ, would love to go to you for your thoughts on Ego Wodum coming in here seventh overall. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> actually, I, I can't give my, my real answer because uh, it might affect somebody getting taken off the board. Um, but like, I don't know, this is Andrew kind of said everything. This is a fantastic pick. Uh, I feel like it should be like Heidi and Ego's show, like from like a female perspective. Honestly, uh, I can't really add more. Like, I, I feel like Haynes made a, a great point, honestly. Okay. Anyone else got any thoughts on Haynes' pick with Ego here? I will just say, you know, it is interesting that they, Ego and Heidi, were just on the Today Show a couple of days ago promoting the new season of SNL. That's really telling to see like who are the two people that they're choosing to like put out there in front. So, you know, I think that's. Just as we're looking into storylines for the upcoming season, that's something to look out for. Haskell? It was between her and Andrew for me. Those were the two that I was alluding to. And I just had to go with which way the arrow was pointing on either of them. I was scared a little bit how, and I remember talking about this on the podcast last year, uh, being a little concerned about maybe a step backwards. Last year, obviously the door is wide open to kind of take a huge step forward this year, but I was a little concerned. Can yeah. I add something, John, as well? Go ahead, TJ. Yeah. This this just hit me. Um, so Ego, I think it was 46, she did that loco pre-tape. Um, is yeah. uh, that was like one or two years ago. So we have a vacuum right now when it comes to music because Chris and Pete are gone. And somebody could please correct me on this, but I feel like there's a potential there uh because they have enough swag and flavor for Ego and Punky. Uh, I'm thinking about kind of the uh, the strolling pizza, which is actually one of my favorite uh, favorites, musically speaking. I think there's a, a hole for them to kind of fill that space. So I think that could be a place where Ego like puts herself not as the only place. But I think I see that also as kind of a wide open space for her to step in. Also, especially with Meg. Uh, sorry, I need to adjust her correctly with Hot Girl Meg, uh, a.k.a. Tina Snow uh, or Trina Snow. I can't remember what it is uh, stepping in on the like the third episode of the season. I can't um I can't imagine like Ego's the first person I think of that's gonna do like there's gonna be some kind of musical rap pre-tape with Meg. There there has to be. And I'm I'm assuming Ego will be the person, Ego or Punky. I, I can't picture I, I Dismuke's doing it. I mean, unless he can rap, like that would who knows? Maybe he has a little Andy Sandberg in him. But like from a musical standpoint, that's something we don't really see a ton in Ego, but she's fully capable of. So I wonder if that could also be a place where her star could also rise. Yeah, of course, if Dismukes could rap, then uh, Haskell would have a steal here with his pick. But uh, you never know. I guess we're going to see what's going to happen. And I know Sammy spoke a little bit about uh, the appearance on the Today Show earlier in the week. So it's always interesting to see who is promoting the premiere as well. We do have Bowen on the Today Show tomorrow morning. And then Chloe is on Jimmy Fallon tomorrow night. And Colin Jost is on Seth tomorrow night. So just to you know, put that as a factor. Okay, Rebecca, you have back-to-back picks here to end the first round and start the second round. Let's start with your first pick just to finish off the first round and then we'll recap the first round of the draft. So you have a lot of people still left on the board. It'll be interesting to find out where you're going to go. Eighth pick of the first round. So eighth pick, 
not great, but I get to pick one of my favorite, if not my favorite member of this cast right now. So that is so very exciting. The reason I'm choosing this person is because I think they're going to fill the void of Pete being the mainstream SNL cast member. Like they're every red carpet you go to see what she's wearing. If obviously we all know who I'm talking about, I'm picking Chloe, but I think she's super mainstream. And I think SNL needs that because they need people that like people care what Chloe's wearing. People care what drama goes on in her life. And I think they would tune in, obviously not to the extent that Pete had, but like if you're looking at mainstream like people on this new cast. So I'm super excited that I get to pick Chloe. I mean, we know her impressions are top notch and she is someone good to throw into any scene as like, kind of like if Heidi's going to go up to kind of that Kate role, then like Chloe can kind of fill that Heidi void. Interesting. Can I point out a great moment that just happened if you're listening to this? Cause you sure. just said she's on the red carpet and everyone's like looking for her and Nicole went, Oh yeah, I know who this is. And then you went, and not everyone knows I'm talking about Chloe and all the guys <laughs> there went, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. I was uh, like, instant, like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good, you're, you're right. Nicole, we should clip that. Uh, but that that's a great, uh, that's a great moment that we have here. Uh, okay. So Chloe Feynman goes here to finish off the first round of the draft. Sammy, what do you think about Rebecca's pick here with Chloe Feynman? I mean, that's like a really interesting point to bring up about the red carpets. Like, um, you know, not not to be looped in with everyone else, but yeah, I have noticed her at, you know, certain like events and, and things like that. So that might be a factor into like potential screen time. I do also just think, you know, she is someone who going to last season, I thought we'd see a lot more of. So, you know, I don't think she necessarily lived up to that that first season first season or two of hers so it will be interesting to kind of see her kind of like make up for that ground because there there is a void to fill we're we're talking a lot about filling holes tonight and chloe is someone who <laughs> i mean right next to jj you know if jj is like the the person who can do a lot of the the political you know kind of male impressions like you know chloe has been able to do so many great um you know female celebrity impressions you know over her time on the show and even that sketch she did last year where she kind of played herself was kind of one of the highlights of the season for me. So, you know, it's it, to me, it is interesting that she's the first round pick and who I assume might be your second is going to be a second round pick. So, yeah. All right. So Chloe Feynman was in 52 sketches last season. That was her career high 11th over all for the season. Uh, she started off her career with 47 sketches, then went down to 45 and now is up to 52. So around the same amount for the last three seasons, it will be fascinating to see if she will make that jump in her fourth year at the show. Okay, let me recap the first round of the draft. So first overall, Nicole took Bowen, Sammy then took Keenan. TJ took Heidi. I took Mikey. Bill went with J.A.J. Haskell took Dismukes. Haynes took Ego. And Rebecca took Chloe. We still have nine cast members left on the board, eight who will be picked. But before we get to the second round of our draft, I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for tonight's podcast. And it's the 13th annual Austin Sketch Fest that returns live to shows September 29th to October 1st. And that's tomorrow. So at the historic Scottish Rite Theater in Austin, Austin, Texas. If you happen to be nearby 
or going to Austin, Texas, this is an amazing opportunity because headliners include Girl God, the most popular trans comedy duo performing today, if not ever, and the legendary Mo Collins of Mad TV, Parks and Rec, and Fear the Walking Dead. Plus, there will be dozens of sketch troops from UCB, The Second City, The Pack Theater, as well as Austin's funniest sketch and stand-up comedians, all of which is presented by Cold Town, Austin's number one comedy theater. Weekend badges are only $69, and individual tickets are also on sale at atxsketchfest.com. That is atxsketchfest.com. Make sure to go and enjoy. All right, let's start off the second round of our draft. Rebecca, you are kicking things off with the ninth overall pick. I am like really torn here in three different directions. So I feel like I just have to take to the numbers and figure it out. This player, again, I'm just not subtle in this 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 person. So this person, though, had a breakout first season on the show. I think like her, her sketches just broke the internet a lot of the time, like, for just being so so hysterical. She had 41 appearances in her first season, which was really close to Kate, who had that middle ground of like half SNL, half filming other stuff, number of appearances, which kind of led me in this direction. Like if she could get in that many sketches and I'm imagining like weekend updates slays all around, like I have to pick Sarah as my next option here. Okay, so we get the other rookie from last season, Sarah Sherman, off the board here. Just kick off the second round of our draft. Haskell, would love to get your thoughts on Sarah Sherman going here, who obviously had an incredible first year at SNL. I would have loved Sarah Sherman where I'm at drafting in the second round. Um, I don't know if she would have been my first pick of the second round if I had that first pick. I don't know. Listen, I love her. I think she's hysterical. I like. I'm excited to see what she does moving forward. I don't know if 41 sketches was a breakout rookie year. And that's what I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm tepid on if SNL is really going to unleash that the squirm, you know what I mean? Like, and so at this point in the draft, it's great value, but there's probably one, maybe two more picks that I would rank higher. Okay, it'll be interesting to see with a team of Chloe and Sarah if they can produce the numbers for Rebecca in this draft. But let's head over to Haynes for the 10th overall pick and the second pick in the second round. I can't believe this is still happening to me. I'm getting my second pick now. And honestly, you know, after I I have my pick and, and then Rebecca's going, I'm like, oh my gosh, first of all, listen. Love Sarah. She is so awesome. And she crushed it last year. She's going to crush it. But I was thinking how, and I was like, man, Rebecca is going to get Chloe and Cecily. That's insane numbers. Just numbers on numbers. Like we, okay. So she is, listen, she's doing her thing in October. Yeah. She's got Schmigadoon. But like I said, last year she had Schmigadoon. She still got in, she was still in 70 freaking sketches. I cannot believe that I have the opportunity I, to do this. I was an underdog in this draft. I needed to choose underdogs too. This is my moment. <laughs> I am stacking. I am stacking with uh, with uh, with Cecily Strong here. So I really feel like I'm hooked up. Uh, I thought I thought I was I thought I was you know doing well with my with where my first pick landed right in my lap. Uh, this is unbelievable. I feel really, really good about this season and the numbers that could come from uh, my Wii two-person team. 
Um, thank you guys so much. This was so easy. Yeah. So <laughs> I sort of feel like I, I agree. I see in our private chat as well. I, I see that uh, Haynes may have just won the draft. I think if everything goes correct here with Ego and Cecily, Haynes will probably take the whole thing. But this is a big but. We don't know if <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if Cecily will be there that much. Last year, she did miss four episodes and finished third overall in sketch appearances with 70. Obviously, if she's going to be there and she was there for the whole season, she would have been taken within the first couple picks, probably two, three, four, something like that. But we don't know when she will be there or not. We don't know if she's going to take off again in January or what will be happening. Obviously, her without Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant is something we've never seen on the show. So there are a lot of question marks here. So even though it may seem like Haynes will win this, I th still think there's intrigue. Bill, what do you think here of Haynes' pick? I, you know, I was wondering if she got to me, if I would take her and, and here's my two issues with taking her, uh, any other time, if she, like you said, if she was going to be there the whole season, she'd already be long gone. But if her show is extended, she won't be back in November. She could be back Christmas. She could be back in January. And the other thing is looking at the numbers from last year, Kate came back in December. And for all the complaining that certain people do about how much Kate is on the show and dominated the show. She was 15th in sketches by missing the first seven or eight shows. So going with that logic, I don't think I would have taken Cecily, even when it got back to me. Any other time, I would have said great pick, but I, I think have to take some caution with her this year. Does anyone else disagree with Cecily being taken here by Haynes? Like would anyone else not have taken her there? Okay. All right. TJ? Okay. Yeah. So it seems like everybody else would have taken. So it seems like an interesting pick. Uh, glad we got Bill's opinion on that as well. All right. Haskell, since you would have taken Cecily there, I'm curious who you would take here at 11, the third pick of the second round. Yeah. The, I think the chaos starts now. This is where it gets interesting. I had a couple philosophies. One, I'm not touching a rookie with a 10 foot pole. Like that's too risky for me, especially with the amount that they're kind of bringing in. It's, it's weird. So then I started looking at weekend update. To me, these weekend update anchors, they're like when you get towards the end of a fantasy football draft and you're like, well, I'll take a good defense because like a good defense will give me numbers. And then you always get to the end of the year and you're like, it wasn't as valuable as it was. And the numbers on Jost and Che just, they weren't great. So TJ said something that really hit me. I'm going to go with Punky Johnson and I'm going to bank on some musical sketches, maybe a little bit of rapping. And I think I got like what amounts to like a good backup running back who could get some starts and could break out a little bit. Yeah, I think this is an amazing pick. I mean, if, it, if Punky would have gone to me, I definitely would have taken Punky here. I think that Punky's going to have an incredible season ahead. Totally agree about all those, uh, that void in the music. Uh, but it's really fascinating, Haskell, with the team you ended up with, where you end up taking Dismukes and Punky, both of whom started at the same time on the show and are being promoted at the same time on the show. But let's talk about Punky because season 46, Punky Johnson, 34 sketches. Season 47, Punky Johnson, 31 sketches obviously hasn't put up the numbers yet. So it will be fascinating to see if Punky will produce this season when she certainly has the opportunity to TJ would love to know your thoughts here on Punky going to, dis to, I was going to say to Dismukes, to Haskell. <laughs> to disuse. Welcome to the show. Andy Dismukes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I'm upset because I, I, it's, it's my own fault. Like I, 
I'm, I'm gonna when you get to me i'm you're gonna you're gonna hear what my reasoning is but like i just uh i'm upset because punky is somebody i think her stand-up is fantastic and while she's not smart to sorry I, I, no disrespect to her this late in the draft she's a fantastic pick because she's a great performer but going early it's not the smartest pick be, just because of the numbers to like bet that she would have the highest but in terms of talent her and Dismukes, like that's like those there's such like different styles you're going to cover a wide base like you're going to cover a really wide diverse weird funny maybe musical kind of dark base with the things that just music and like punky touch on so i was thinking about it from a creative aspect that i could appreciate that pick but i'm so upset because this is the curse you're not supposed to say the name of an unpicked draft person before they're they're picked it's in it's my own fault it's terrible terrible yeah no it was i messed up and it was at this moment okay. that I knew I yeah. messed up. <laughs> okay. Bill will finish up the first half of the second round with the 12th overall pick. So, Bill, we have some interesting people left on the board. We have uh, Marcello, Molly, Michael Longfellow, Devin, Jost, and Che. Where are you going to head? Uh, like like uh, Haskell said, I mean, picking a rookie is is such a dangerous move. Uh, if you asked me this time last year who I thought would be the breakout, I would have said Aristotle. So uh, I'm not really sure who to go with here, um, but I'm going to go with uh, the person who will relate to the younger people, the younger viewers more. Uh, he's huge on TikTok. Um, he's had connections to SNL between Gilbert Gottfried and uh, has torn with a couple people from SNL. I'm going with Marcello Hernandez. Yeah, totally sniped me here with that pick. I was definitely going to go with Marcello if Marcello landed to me. I think this is an amazing pick. I've already heard really good things about Marcello at the show. I think that Marcello potentially has, um, like, in a way, sometimes has, like, some Pete upside to him where it could be beloved at certain points on the show. Uh, The stand-ups will be interesting because I think that, you know, when we're going to talk about these rookies over the next few picks, the stand-ups will get their time on Weekend Update, we assume, to perform their standups. And that's going to be easy points for everybody who picks them. So I will be fascinated to see what, you know, who goes where here. And I think Marcello is a very interesting pick. Rebecca, can I get your thoughts? Have you had uh, any thoughts on Marcello Hernandez going here to Bill? Yeah. I mean, out of all the rookies, I think he's a really strong, like strong pick. I mean, you really nailed it there. Like he has the TikTok presence that is kind of going to put SNL even more on the maps with that generation of people because he has such a loyal fan base already. It's like, we see him for a minute. Don't you want to see what he can actually do? So I think that was such a solid pick there. Like it seems like the obvious choice in that, in the rest of the, the open people. Yeah. I'm curious. Did anybody else out of the rookies have Marcello at the top of their rookie board? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, for sure, definitely, definitely mine. I think with the media stuff, I think, uh, I think he's the one who's at least primed for the hottest start. So uh, I think that could be some easy and, points. So yeah, go and ahead. the hottest star. Yeah, he's a good looking yes. guy. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Rebecca's team is complete with Chloe and Sarah. Haynes has Ego and Cecily. Haskell has Dismukes and Punky. And Bill has JAJ and Marcello. And we will head to the final four picks in the draft. We have three rookies and two weekend update anchors left on the board. And I think the obvious pick for me here is to go with 
the one, the only Molly Kearney here. I'm going to go with them. I think they are going to be fantastic on Saturday Night Live this season. Going here, I think it's great value at 13th overall. I'm really excited for what we're going to get to see from Molly, especially due to their connection to Sarah Sherman, who is some, that's you know something that we talked about a lot when we first previewed them on our cast uh, preview right after it was announced. So I think stand-up background, potentially the void left by some people who were very, like stars on the show last season. I think there's a lot of potential to see Molly in a bunch of sketches this season. So for me, I feel this is great value for Molly at 13th overall here. And I'm very happy to combine them with Mikey Day on my draft team. So uh, Nicole, I'll head over to you. What are your thoughts on Molly going here 13th overall? Yeah, Molly was my next pick for sure. And I think we've seen a big reason is we've seen so much of Sarah's success, I feel like is related to the way that that Sarah like collaborates with everyone else, whether it was existing connections or, or newfound connections. I feel like Sarah has, that's been a big way that she's been able to find her shine on the show. And Molly having toured with Sarah and worked with Sarah, I just feel like we're going to get such a similar vibe. And I'm so excited about that. I, I have Everything that Sarah has done, I've loved. And I feel like Molly has such a similar kind of thing. Well, well, they're both so unique. I think that they both really, um, they both just bring something different. And I, I just, I feel like the, their collaborations is honestly like what I am most excited for this season that I just truly cannot predict. I feel like Molly and Sarah are going to work together and shake up the show. And I am like really excited for that. So I think that's a great pick. Thank you. All right, I'm very happy with my team. You're welcome. Of, yeah, I'm very happy with. Usually, you criticize me in these drafts. So I'm, I'm <laughs> no, happy to get no, some compliments from Nicole. No, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, okay, but happy <laughs> anyway. to get have my team of Mikey and Molly. So, uh, very excited to see what they'll do on the show. Um, so we have three more people who are going to be picking in our draft tonight. Four more people left on the board. I want to take a moment and just say RIP to Coolio, who I saw had passed away. So RIP Coolio. Uh, that is uh, the type of breaking news we don't want to announce on the show, but RIP. Um, okay. Over to TJ Randolph for the 14th overall pick in the draft. <laughs> TJ, you have <laughs> let me just say who's left on the board. Okay. We have Michael Longfellow. I have it right down. No, I'm, I'm not just telling you. I'm telling the audience too. Michael Longfellow, oh, Devin Walker, Colin Jost, and Michael Che. So you have the choice of those four. Which one are you taking to complete your team with Heidi Gardner? I'm, I'm so upset that you gave me the Coolio lead-in. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a gangster of paradise now. Yeah, let me take I'm a fantastic going... voyage over to your pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hell. Uh, okay, all right. So... I basically in this draft, my I my, my, the thing I needed to have was synergy. But if you know me, you know I gotta have racial representation. If I did not get a black pick, your boy was gonna be upset. But uh, you know, um, I'm so glad I got Heidi. I'm very glad with that. And I'll be honest with you, I was gonna pick Michael Che until again. I tell you, I did not understand the rules of the draft until we started recording because I thought, oh, a Cecily and Che team, like she'll be musical. He can write like it'll be it'll cover a lot of broad things. But I was wrong. Che's not going to appear in a goddamn sketch unless <laughs> Tina Fey shows up and there's another COVID scare, um, which is why, Devin, I know nothing about your brother, but uh, just like black people voting in 2008, I'm going with the black guy. Uh, Devin, I, <laughs> it's it's you and me, baby. And also think about this, like the actual, the actual, like, aside from like my own like perspective, the strategic element of this is with Chris Red gone, 
Keenan will take the show. But the benefit to having Chris there was he was there was like it's like the benefit of having Jay there. There's an additional like black person there. It's the benefit that like that they didn't have when Kerry Washington had to host and they put that apology out that we're sorry we don't have a black person hosting and they had we don't have a black like female cast member and they brought in Sashir like later that year. It's the benefit to just add more perspective and do more sketches like Black Jeopardy. You know, like so to me this idea is just to uh it, he's he's gonna get a leg up because chade is an appearance sketches keenan does everything all the time devin has the potential to fill this middle like coming out the gate he could mess it up but like that's the actual t- strategic reason but like i i have to pick uh one of the brothers uh that, that's left over it's, it's just what it is okay devin walker goes here to TJ and completes his team with Heidi Gardner. Haynes, I would love to get your opinion here on the choice of Devin Walker going to TJ. Yeah, exciting. Um, you know, I admit I don't know a ton about him, you know, just looking forward to uh, seeing what he brings to the show. And, you know, as, as Haskell said, uh, you know, this is, we are in full chaos at this point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, it, I look forward to seeing what he brings. I uh, have no idea um, what his numbers will be like. Uh, we'll have to see how he compares to the other new folks. It's obviously, you know, an uphill battle in that in that first year. But, um, you know, talented people get screen time. I mean, we saw something quite extraordinary last year with J.A.J. Who knows? Maybe Devin's going to pull something like that. Um, and then TJ would be blowing people out of the water. So, um, yeah, so it's a fun pick. That's right, son. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, a team of Heidi who could have a fantastic season and Devin, if, you know, has a really great rookie season, that team could easily win the draft. So it's not like, you know, having this pick or having the rookies is, you know, a bad thing. So it'll be fascinating to see. Yeah, go ahead. You know, my team, I feel like, is running on the rule of tokenism because Heidi, again, is the white lady to appear in most of the sketches, most likely. And Devin is going to be there when Keenan has other stuff to do. So uh, based on me being a token most of my life, uh, I, I'm, this is this is what my team symbolizes. And this is uh, this is our story. OK, got it. Uh, over to Sammy K for the 15th overall pick in the draft. So Sammy, there is one rookie left on the board and then there are two weekend update anchors. So will you go with one of the update anchors or will you go with the rookie? Could go either way, right? Last year we had a situation just to preface this. I mean, Aristotle Atari on the show last season was in only a couple more sketches than Jost and Shay. So it really can go either way. So it'd be interesting to talk about. Sammy, what are you thinking? Yeah, so, you know, num- numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. I think that was in a Jay-Z song. Um, you know, you look at the the Weekend Update anchors, and uh, I just feel like anyone that's a part of the actual featured cast who are in sketches are going to get more screen time. And I really like the idea of making Nicole try to check, uh, try to pick between Colin and Shay. really curious to see how that turns out. So I'm going to go with Michael Longfellow. I'm not going to pretend to... Um, really know much about him. I know he's a stand-up and um, someone on this network compared him to Andrew Dismukes. And if you've listened or watched any episode that I've appeared on the SNL network, you know I love Andrew Dismukes and I'm a little bummed that he's not on my team. So if I get a little bit of that Dismukes flavor um, out of Michael Longfellow, uh, you know, I will, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be over the moon with Keenan and Michael Longfellow on my team. Like, nothing's stopping us baby so i got i got uh mike mikey longs on my team 
Okay, uh, Mikey Longs goes to Sammy, and that's the new nickname for Longfellow. Uh, Sam, so he has a team of Keenan Thompson and Michael Longfellow. So really going to be a fascinating team to watch throughout the season as we start to add up the results and check things. Uh, Rebecca, we'd love to head over to you for this one. What do you think about Michael Longfellow heading to Sammy here? Second to last pick off the board. I've seen him in person do stand up. He came to Seattle like a couple months ago. Might have been longer. He was funny. Like he and I also watched him on the show, Amanda Steele's show, um, Bring the Funny. Like I watched that. I was probably one of the only people that watched it. And oh, I watched good. all of I that. Mean, it was a great show. Yeah. He he didn't last like he didn't he didn't win or come near the top, but he was funny. I mean I think he would be a solid player. He is very Dismukes-esque. So it's like there might not necessarily have that void he needs to fill, but also with Kyle Mooney off, like there's always a need for a little bit of a dweeby like male character. So I think he could do well. And I'm excited to see him do a sketch because I've only seen him do stand-up before. Yeah, will be very fascinating. Haynes. I'll just toss this out there. You know, you know, same as saying, listen, I got, I got the Keenan, I got the Michael Longfellow. And it reminds me of a Norm McDonald joke where he says, you know, ID is an interesting abbreviation because the I stands for I and the D stands for dentification. <laughs> and I feel like that's what he's got going on here with Keenan and Michael Longfellow. <laughs> So we'll see how the numbers bear bear out, but that's the way it feels with the setup. It's like between right. me and Tom Brady, we have seven Super Bowl rings. Yes, let's let, let's leave it at that. Okay, for the last overall pick in this draft, Nicole, you have the choice between our two weekend update anchors. And here's what's interesting, right? Because if, for example, and this did happen a couple times last year, where we had uh, Michael Che in a pre in a pre tape, we had Colin Jost uh, appearing in some sketches. He's also done impressions, by the way, during the political season, where he's played candidates before. So those will count as well, especially with the midterms coming up. So something to consider. So Colin Jost or Michael Che are both available to pick from, which one will you be going with to round out your team with Bowen? This, this is a tough one. And I will say, um, based on the, I mean, the evidence that either of these picks will be at the bottom of the list this year, it's, it's, it's very unlikely that they won't. So I, I feel that a two round draft for anyone listening, if you get to choose the order of a two round snake draft, perhaps don't put yourself first, perhaps put yourself in the middle. I'm learning uh, that perhaps I made an error. Um, but you know what? I, I don't regret it because just being able to go first just gave me a lot of uh, power. I feel I, I, it was worth the false feeling that I got for a second. Uh, and I'll regret it later. But with all that said, the great points are made. I think that looking back on all the years that they've been at the desk, Colin has had more years where he is you know, he has the impressions, like when he was doing Pete to Judge, things like that. Um, but I find that, like, Che will appear. I mean, I'm looking at the data, and I know last year, you know, the data doesn't agree with me. But I, I think that Che is more likely to make more, like, spontaneous um, appearances. And I, I know I always look forward to those. Um, and I, I think I like Colin more at the desk than I like Che at the desk. But I like to see Che pop up in sketches more than I like to see Colin pop up in sketches. So with that said, this is more of a manifestation um, than anything else, but I am going to pick Michael Che for mine. So the one person left off of our list is Colin Jost. Yes, 
can I just can I just say this is hilarious? This is I'm I'm so glad you shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes me so I'm happy. Guaranteed. I mean, Bowen really needs to have the best season anyone's ever had because yeah. my whoever I went with. Well, Bowen needs Iceberg every episode. <laughs> Let me just say, there are years, and this is, you know, I was thinking about this structurally when we were producing or coming up with the concept for this draft, about if you had the first overall pick, can you still win the draft with going with a weekend update person and the person who leads the cast in sketch appearances? And you actually can't. I've done the math on it, like from previous generations of the show. Uh, it's happened before, where if you were to combine the sketch appearances of, like, let's say, a Phil Hartman and Dennis Miller, you know, that would give you the win with any other combinations of like two people barring like the second or third overall picks which wouldn't actually happen here unless of course like Cecily for example ends up absolutely dominating the season in the case of Haynes so I actually think Nicole is definitely still in the running for this because if Bowen Yang has a transcendent season on the show and Jay happens to be in a few sketches in addition to weekend updates the combination of those two metrics would actually produce potentially the number one uh for the end of the year so Nicole is definitely still in it for things so I would say all teams are still available to take home the ultimate prize. Okay. If Nicole oh picked Keenan. Yeah, no, Nicole picked no, Keenan. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Don't lie to her. <laughs> you know, There's no time. We have to make this intriguing. We have to still make this intriguing. Okay. Uh, so it's intriguing that how, she's lost, losing. <laughs> so this is, what, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a couple things. Let me, let me, let me finish. We're going to do a couple of things. Uh, one, we're going to post the teams on social media over the next few days. So we'll get you have an opportunity to let us know which team you think will ultimately have the most sketch appearances combined at the end of the year. Would love to get your thoughts on that. So we'll get you into the conversation. I'm going to go over the teams as well um, in a few moments to just recap who they are. We're going to update the standings of the teams each and every week, we're going to try to do our best to do that on the By the Numbers shows that will be happening on Wednesday nights. So Nicole and Mike, when they're there, they're going to have the total sketch appearances. So it seems like a natural way. We're already talking about numbers anyway. So they'll update the standings on Wednesdays if you're curious to follow the draft throughout the entire season. And what I'd like to do now is I'm going to read out the teams and then we're going to go one by one through the uh through the teams and i'm going to ask all the panelists to just give their final pitches to the audience to explain why they think their team ended up ultimately being the best though this isn't a fan vote to decide the winner would love you to give your opportunity to explain and justify your picks so nicole ends up with the team of bowen and che sammy picks keenan and longfellow or what do we call l fellows is that what we said um and then uh, what, what did you what was the nickname sammy? Uh, i think it was M mikey longs Mikey Longs, okay. Mikey Longs and Keenan. TJ uh, goes with Heidi and Devin. I end up with Mikey and Molly. Bill is with JAJ and Marcello. Haskell is with Dismukes and Punky. Haynes picked Ego and Cecily, and Rebecca took Chloe and Sarah. So, Nicole, starting with you for your final pitch on your team. Sure. So, I mean, first of all, don't you want to vote for the person who won the most recent draft aside from however this might go objectively for me you just want to vote for the person who most recently won something like this i think that's like more important than who anyone picked right it's you know so that's my main argument um but also we all know that bowen is just continuing to rise his star is continuing to rise and i think that he is going to be like at the absolute center of the show this year and I feel like we all feel that way. And so it's a really, you know, bet on that. And then 
it's a great thing to bet on. And then as for Michael Che, you know, he's fun in, in sketches. He's fun when he makes like a very spontaneous appearance. Um, I know suddenly I want him to more than I did five minutes ago for selfish reasons. I really, really want him to appear in sketches when he usually wouldn't. And um, I hope that that happens. And yeah, and I mean, also speaking of, I know Colin has historically done more political impressions than Che, but we don't know, you know, midterms are coming up. We don't know. Che, che could, could bust out a few new, new impressions that we haven't seen. So anything could happen and vote for um, the winner. A lot of these people have never won anything in their lives. Other people on this panel. You I jerk. <laughs> Y'all gonna take this abuse? <laughs> TJ, you're gonna have your turn. So let me start with Sammy. And Sammy, by the way, I think in the private chat, uh, was it Sammy? Yeah, Sammy asked, is there trading allowed during the season? Yes, you could trade your players during the season. We'll, we'll talk about that offline. So we'll make that a little bit more intriguing. Then if there are any trades between anyone on anyone's team, we will announce that on one of the by the number shows to clarify for the standings. But for now, the teams will hold at least through Saturday into week one. Sammy, Tell us about your team with Keenan and M fellows. Uh, Mikey Longs. We will not have slander okay. on the podcast for my guy. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, we, we have Keenan, first of all. Keenan, he has been on the show for 20 seasons. This is his 20th season on the show. And, you know, some people you'd think like, oh, they're on the show for a long time. Maybe they'll they'll pop into a couple sketches like Pete Davidson did last um last season no keenan was leading in sketches last season 81 sketches and that was when he still had a sitcom on the air so now that that is out of the picture i can only imagine he, he can break that record he could he can get to the 90 100 sketches this season it's very possible um so i'm just i'm just really i'm just very thankful for nicole to really just hand me keenan on a silver platter there and then uh mikey longs as he'll forever be known on this podcast uh, certainly um you know if i'm able to get even like a, a a hint, a little little smidge of that uh, Andrew Dismukes flair, you know, bring some ten to one sketches uh, every couple episodes. You know, I think that's enough to uh, with Keenan to give me the win for uh, this season. So, you know, I'm just get my trophy ready, I guess, if we're getting trophies. Okay. Apparently, according to Nicole, none of us have ever gotten trophies, so it would be excited to see if one of us did. TJ, over to you. For I'm excited for my first one. Yeah, so we're excited to talk uh, to you, TJ, also about your team of Heidi and Devin. I'll have you know, lady, I won a baseball trophy in second grade, and it was participation, but it was still a trophy. So joke's on you. Uh, second of all, <laughs> second of all, you guys, I'm not- I have a trophy be... shelf right now, right near me for my soccer oh, well, trophies. Do you, do you feel good about that? Eight years old. Um, <laughs> um, you, you guys, dear listener, I am not going to- try to you know speak to you as though i'm high on a, some kind of mountain that i am some kind of winner who is above all no i come to you it's just as the common man you know but the john fetterman like casual like casualness you got <laughs> that was just that was for like one person um is that a was that a cow trophy um a second place <laughs> nicole okay sorry. uh shoot what was i trying to say i come to you as as the common man you know I just I come to you as a humble person. Just if you don't solve with these little soccer trophies. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, people yeah, are waiting right, for I'm you to talk about This is really know, know, great banter, gonna... guys. Yeah, amazing know, podcasting okay. here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what, John? Um, okay. But on the real though, I come to you as, as a humble man, not as somebody <laughs> with winner's privilege. <laughs> Heidi Gardner, 
is a star. <laughs> you know it. She can be in a lot of sketches. She's the female version. She has the ability to do the roles that Beck was doing, but just like the female version, which there are a ton of. And she's able to write for herself. She's able to push past and create an identity all on her own. We enjoy her character work. She kind of does what Cecily was doing in the early 2010s with her character work. And Devin Walker, I don't know much about him, but he has a chance to really click with a lot of the writers. He's a stand-up, which means he always has a point of view and he has a perspective, which means we might see him on the update desk. And my favorite thing, he's black. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping for some more perspective from that angle. And that, uh, you know, that just means I'm hoping that, you know, since Chris Red is gone, Jay Farrell's gone, that means another brother that we can put in for the, you know, a Black Jeopardy sketch. I mean, I'm praying. Look, just go for the diversity hire if you want to be a good person, okay? They're not voting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, but I, oh, no, on the real, I think my team has, like, a very strong likelihood uh, not to beat Keenan by himself, but to, as a team together, to appear in the most sketches simply because of, like, necessity of, like, different people that they're going to need. I just think in terms of, like, they're going to be utilized a lot. No okay. humble person has ever had to say that they're humble three times. You know what? Yeah, great. You know what? Was- you know what? <laughs> All right. Also, I just have to say for audio listeners, I didn't mean to exclude any audio listeners. I was just showcasing some trophies, um, my soccer trophies from years past. Um, Don't you get the 2009 trophy from you as a little girl? <laughs> Riveting stuff, guys. Yeah, this is um, yeah. Anyways, as uh, as the great Kendrick Lamar would say, and we will see him on Saturday night. Uh, be humble. So let's. Uh, I come to you. I come to you. <laughs> as, Good as one, the, John. Yeah, I come to you as the common man, and uh, I would like. You're literally the host of the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's talk about my team a little bit, which uh, obviously is the best. So you know, coming here, getting Mikey Day at fourth place, uh, this is an absolute steal. I think I think the right spot for him to go. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. So so excited to have him and combine him with Molly. I think they're going to have a fantastic season, Molly. You know, working with Sarah in the past is a very big deal. I think we have an opportunity for Molly to end up being the rookie of the year here. So I think the combination of Mikey and Molly to me as a, you know, just as much a chance as any other team to end up winning the draft overall. So very excited for what I ended up with. Bill, over to you to talk about your team of JJ and Marcello. Now, here's why you should vote for me. Oh, wait, we're not doing that, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, uh, James Austin Johnson one of the best freshman years of all time on SNL. And it's only going to get better this year with uh, the midterms. Uh, you know, yeah, obviously he, he did Biden and Trump, but he also did Lindsey uh, Graham. So God only knows what he, what else he can bring out by the time November rolls around. Um, so between him, uh, Marcello Hernandez, who will be the rookie of the year this year uh, with all his uh, bringing in the young viewers and, and bringing them to YouTube and TikTok and all of those things. So uh, I think my team's the best, man. Okay. We will see. Haskell, let's get your opinions on your team of Dismukes and Punky. I don't going to really talk about it. It's a numbers game. I don't have to convince every, anybody. Uh, my fans on this podcast, they already love me. They're going to vote for me already. They're already banging the drum for me on Twitter today. So I'm going to take my quick moment to bring up an old tradition of this podcast when we do drafts and talk about the people on the list that we would have liked to draft. So going over my list of the people who didn't get drafted, uh, I would love to maybe squeeze Colin Jost in there. Uh, I'm sure the guy who's married to Scarlett Johansson is so disappointed that 
eight scrubs on the internet didn't take him in the draft. But, you know, I do feel bad. The other one would have been uh, Andrew Haskell. That would have been two drafts in a row that he made it onto the to the draft. But so, yeah, those would have been the two that probably should have gotten in here, but they didn't. Too bad for them. I know Colin is just uh, kicking himself over this. Okay, Haynes, <laughs> over to you. On the internet. <laughs> Ego and Cecily were chosen by Haynes. What do you think? Listen, listen. I I basically already made my pitch after last round because the I just am so stacked with studs. So instead, I'm going to tell you all the reasons everybody else's team is going to lose. Nicole oh, no. Rovine, first of all. Uh, <laughs> No, oh, I thought you were going to go through with this. Yeah. No, I was not. No, no, no. It's too, it's too many. It's too many. Um, yeah, but, but listen, well, okay. First of all, lightning don't strike twice, honey. So that ain't happening. Sammy, I already made my ID joke. TJ, no, I, I'm not really going to go through all these. Um, but uh, but oh, listen, I, 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 do feel, I do feel like I'm stacked um, between Ego and Cecily. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they were in so many sketches last year. Yes, there is some stuff uh, to watch out for with Cecily, as uh, you know, as Bill and others have noted. But she's been such a strong player for so long, and it is it is you know we say we don't know what's going to happen without Kate and Eddie because they were kind of part of a power trio. Um, it could open up um, you know even even more for her. Who doesn't want to work with Cecily? I bet every cast member there would love to have Cecily in a sketch with them. So I still I feel like I'm just completely stacked. Um, and as we have gone over plenty at this point, there is no voting. So we'll let the numbers bear this out. And I feel like I money balled this. Okay. Finally, over to Rebecca, who chose Chloe and Sarah with the turn. I mean, I think I want to thank Nicole for putting me in last. I was upset, but it actually is a really good spot because I've got a fired team over here. Um, I know we're not voting, but I just like would like everyone's support as my first time in this draft. Not only is a sympathy, but I have written a haiku to express how I feel. I have the best team. It is filled with Jewish queens. You should root for me. So, All right. Wow. Congratulations. That that's awesome. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was awesome. That so was cool. uh, that does it for our cast draft. This is a new tradition, which we will try and do every single year here on the SNL Network. And before we finish off the show tonight with some plugs of all these faces who you will see uh, many times throughout our coverage of season 48, I do want to talk uh, something about something to do with the SNL Network. And as many of you know, we started off as SNL Stats a couple of years ago and then transitioned over to the SNL Network when you know things got bigger and, and you know we started to do more than just statistics and uh you know i couldn't have imagined that in year number two we would have been doing even more of the things and we were really privileged to get some opportunities as you may have seen over the summer to work at uh just for laughs uh the great outdoors comedy festival we got to interview some snl cast members some former snl cast members and the hope is that you know we are obviously staying with the podcast and that is the bread and butter of things we do over here at the SNL network, but really uh, you know, we're becoming so much more than that. And I'm very thankful to all the listeners for getting us to this point because uh, we're really becoming like a, you know, a comedy media venture as we continue to cover uh, former cast members, current cast members and everything to do with Saturday night live. And through our discussions with NBC this summer, I'm really proud to say that, you know, we're going to continue to work with them and their um, you know, work together to, you know, produce all this amazing coverage for you. And uh, we are doing a little bit of a rebranding for year number three. It's not going to be that much different, but you will see that we are transitioning over to 
the Saturday Night Network from the SNL Network. So it's just like Saturday Night Live. It is the Saturday Night Network. So you might notice some rebranding in your podcast feeds and on social media. Uh, nothing will change as far as our coverage is concerned. So you'll get still get all the same personalities, all the same uh, voices on the show, and the same look and feel of the things that we're doing on social platforms. But we will just be known as the Saturday Night Network. And you may notice a little bit of comedy club vibes to some of the branding that we're going to be doing. And uh, you know, it'll also allow us the opportunity in the future to hopefully put out some merchandise of some of the branding we're producing. So if you are enjoying some of the things um, that we do here at the Saturday Night or Network and you want to support us, you can do that uh, with, you know, putting our logo on some really cool merchandise. So that's something we're working towards over the next few months, in addition to some other really cool ventures that we now have the opportunity to do by being the Saturday Night Network. So, uh, you know, Still focusing on SNL, still focusing on the SNL comedy space as a whole, but just wanted to make our listeners aware of that as we head into season 48 and hope you uh, continue to enjoy and support all of the content we are producing. So very proud of where we are at heading into year number three. Okay. Let's say goodnight to everybody, and I'll start with Nicole Rovine to give some plugs. So Nicole, where can the listeners reach to you? Yes. Um, just again, plugging three soccer trophies over here that I have next to me. I'm, I'm really proud of those. And, and thank you, TJ, for inspiring me to bring those out again and, and marvel at them. You can find me at Nicole Rovine everywhere on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And just follow us and on social media, everything. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff this year. And I'm excited. So follow us for SNL stuff, comedy stuff, everything. Yeah, very pumped for everything that's coming up this year. Sammy, always a pleasure to get to talk to you. Looking forward to continuing to do that. So Sammy, where can the listeners find everything you got going on? John, the show tonight was super fun. You guys can find me at that Sammy K on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, and also if you have not gotten the chance to watch the latest Superfan Takeover, it's a little bit outdated uh we talked about predictions going into season 48 on you know potential cast members leaving and stuff um if, if you still want to get some some preseason content go check that out and if you have any ideas for future topics you'd want us to talk about feel free to hit me up on twitter and all the other socials yeah it was a super fun takeover tonight okay tj over to you for your plugs where can everybody check out what you got going on well, guys, I have a 15-ish minute uh, podcast called Rabbit Trail. There is a train going uh, on right next to me. Rabbit train. Uh, you can... Um, <laughs> Rabbit train, yeah. Uh, so it's a 15-minute podcast. We talk about whatever topics. Uh, this past week, actually, uh, on Monday, we did an episode on cars. So if you like Lightning McQueen and Fast and the Furious, we might talk about that. Who knows? It's 15 minutes. Um, we've had wonderful guests on it, even from this very network. We've had John has been on it. Nicole has been on it. Sean Grant has been on it. And... We know one of our favorite listeners, Manette, has been on it. And coming up next week, actually doing the unofficial anniversary of the launch of Rabbit Trail is our very own Rebecca North is going to be on our podcast next week. I'm just telling her this now because I was just checking my calendar. Um, but we will be talking about Bo Burnham. Um, so uh, oh. if you'd like to uh, do that, you can find our podcast at We Are Rabbit Trail on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also just search Rabbit Trail and you can find it on any podcasting app. Hope you take a listen. Okay, sounds great. Looking forward to listening to that, oh. Bill. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, hold on. TJ, more, you can find more? Me. I forgot. Oh, you can find me at King Compliment on Instagram and Twitter. 
Sounds good. Okay, Bill Kenny, it's so great to go into year three with you. And it was a pleasure to talk to you earlier in the week on our preseason roundtable. Where can the listeners check out everything you got going on? Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I think I know we have a lot of coverage, but I feel like we should do a draft a month. Maybe we can just do other stuff like cheese or, you know, favorite weather. I cheese. <laughs> okay. uh, I got to just mix it up a little. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the super bad takeover, guys. Yeah. Or someone uh, should do a, a draft by themselves and you do the four options for the weather and you just go one by one. Yes. And it's just you, just, yes. you just want a panelist to predict the weather. <laughs> Just to rank the weather. Rank the, rank the weather. All right, let's let's fall, the slugs, but I... Patreon. Patreon ideas. I'll rank yes. the weather on yes. Patreon. Sounds good. Over over to Bill to finish his uh, You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at BKLove73. Okay, great. And I, I would like to know if there's only four options for the weather. That was an interesting uh, thing. We'll talk about that after the podcast. Um, Haskell, uh, always adding some some levity to everything we're doing over here. Looking forward to talking to you and also Nicole on the Hot Take Show this Saturday night. So that'll be very fun. But where can the listeners check you out for now? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Andrew E. Haskell. I always have stand-up dates around the New England area. And the Saturday Night Network has already promised they're going to buy my special, Andrew Haskell. Here I go again as a Patreon exclusive. So keep an eye out for that one. Can't wait for that. Okay. Uh, Over to our other Andrew, Andrew Haynes. Great job tonight, Haynes. Where can the listeners check out everything you're doing? And so excited to be with you for year number three. Uh, yeah, thank you so, so much. So glad to be back for year number three, uh, on Twitter at SNL has a cast and Instagram at Candrew attitude. I'm, I'm still proud of that pun to this day. It's really all I've got going for me at this point. Uh, love, love being on with, love being on with you guys. Um, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Thanks for having me. Love it. Yeah. You, you still have all your family's pineapple stuff. So don't forget that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And finally, over to Rebecca Noor. Thanks for joining us. So glad that your uh, first maiden voyage into the draft went well. So uh, yes. listeners, check out everything you got going on. Well, I'm honored to be the first second round pick of people to be on this draft. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah. You can follow me anywhere at Barbecue, Instagram, Twitter. I've been off of TikTok for three months, but I might relapse soon. So at Barbecue on TikTok as well. And yeah, check me out whenever I'm on the Saturday Night Network. Very excited to get to hear from you all season. And uh, finally, over to me. So I would like to just say, yeah, we're still at the SNL Network on social platforms. You can find out everything we're doing over there. You can find me at John Schneider 24 if you'd like to talk to me about anything. And of course, if I haven't told you before, we have a jam-packed lineup of podcasts coming up this coming week. Saturday night, join us right after the show, after the premiere with Miles Teller and Kendrick Lamar for the Hot Take Show. We'll be live to break down all of the sketches. Monday night, we will be live at 8 a.m. Eastern for our roundtable where we will dive deep into some of the best sketches of the week uh, next wednesday night nicole and mike murray will be live at uh, i believe 8 30 will time tbd will let you know to talk about all of the analytics from the first week of the show and next thursday night i will be live with some patrons to answer questions from all of you and look forward to the following week with host brennan gleason and musical guest willow all right i want to thank all of our panelists for joining us tonight on the show and everybody in the chat for hanging out with us on this wednesday night can't wait for season 48 to start this is the last time i will say this before the start of the season but i hope everyone has a great week ahead we will see you next time everybody have a good one